Diarrhea. I'm setting the bar awfully low. Titus O'Neil keeps running directly into that bar. Get him off my TV. Get him off my TV. You make me very angry. The man who has a better IQ than you, the awe-inspiring JC. You should go work for WWE because you'd be so up far up Vince's No, butt. no, no, no. Oh, you are no, such no, a no, sucker. No, no, no. You, you are. defend everything, all the bad moves they make. This is the Chopper Knocker Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the latest edition of the Jobberknocker podcast. I am not Nestlemania. You're welcome. He is on assignment this week. So you know what? JC's in charge. Always a scary thought. And, uh, you know, JC had to get a very special guest for this week. But before I intro our very special guest, next week, just a programming note, on uh, Christmas Eve, we will release our 2019 Knocker Awards. There will also be an article on the website to come out with it at jobberknocker.com. So that is your programming for next week. The week after that, Nestlemania is on assignment because he is corralling a very special interview with some royalty, which will be available, I believe, on New Year's Eve. Uh, more on that later. Keep checking Twitter for updates on that. But now, my special guest. Can I get a drum roll, please? It is our resident NXT expert, TJ of the Brothers Thanks. Twin. Thank you for the wonderful introduction, JC. I appreciate that. And thank you for having me on the show. I appreciate it too. And you know what's crazy, TJ, is um, when Ray Ray's been on the show, when Billy's been on the show, and I think even when uh, your brother, Danny, has been on the show, they won the predictions before coming on the show. And you know what you did on Sunday? You won the Jobber Knocker predictions, and you're on the show. It's fate. It's, it is. It's fate. And uh, I uh, per- almost perfect score. It would have been perfect if you know we didn't have a stupid double count out, but we'll get there. Oh, we'll get there. And you know what? We're going to get there right now. We're going to hit on Raw. We're going to hit on that, which I thought sucked overall. Sorry, folks. (laughs) We'll hit on SmackDown. We're definitely taking a deep dive in NXT in the finish with you on the horn. We'll hit a little AEW as well, but we're starting with TLC. We're going to chase some waterfalls. And you know what? We normally don't talk about the kickoff match, but I know we both watched it. And there was a little shimmy, shimmy. Yeah, beating Andrade once again. Absolutely. I mean, there was another fun match between the two. They have some outstanding chemistry, and it looks like that feud is not ending anytime soon. So that's definitely some exciting stuff. Um, I'm glad to see. I was a little nervous that they were looking like they are going to uh, get rid of Zelina and Andrade, but it looks like they're okay. I think they're okay. Ugh, nothing's ever by mistake, though. And I think now that they've done it twice, and I know they were good on Monday, but now that they've done it twice, these two are going to fight again. Humberto's probably going to win again. And I don't know. I'm thinking they might actually break up, which I, I, I agree with what most people's sentiments that it's horrible for Andrade. But at the same time, it could be the best thing ever for Shimmy. Yep. Oh, no, absolutely. All right. Moving right along. We kicked off the match, the, the main card, I mean, with my favorite match of the night. It was a ladder match. The New Day beating the Revival. This was just some old school tag teams in a ladder match. They had some unique spots that only these two teams can bust out. A little slow at the beginning, but I thought once it picked up, business was booming. No, definitely. Kofi Kingston is like made for ladder matches. Like even he's been in so many money in the bank ladder matches. So you'd think that he can't innovate spots and he still continues to do it. Like there was some really good stuff that he had going on. That's why he's a top star right now. Not even just in the tag team division. Yeah, he's such a stud. And the one thing I worry about now is I saw some people say on Twitter and I couldn't disagree more because as far as I'm concerned, these two teams can fight every week and it doesn't bother me because they're so good. But now we're going to see what happens with this division because these are clearly the top two teams. You still have heavy machinery kicking around. Ali and G have had some nice momentum, but the Revival are the only heels for the New Day. So where do you think they're going from here? Are these two just fighting again at the Rumble? Um, I don't know. Like, There's always a chance you can turn someone heel really easily. I mean, I don't see it being the New Day turning right away. Like, The New Day always has that possibility as well, but they're just a merchandise machine. Um, I think that they could do some face-to-face matches. Um, and we'll see. I think that they're going to um, look more towards the Raw Tag Team Championship at a Royal Rumble because, of course, Kofi's going to be busy at the Rumble. Biggie's going to be busy at the Rumble because Kofi has to do his Rumble spots. Let's be real. That's true. I, I didn't even think of that. That was a very good point. Uh, next up, we had probably my second favorite match of the uh, show. And going into this, whenever there's a match that is so smarky that everyone on Twitter, you know, is going to love no matter what, 
I am looking for ways to hate it just to fight those people. But I love this match. It was ferocious. Uh, Alistair Black got busted open early. It was physical. He won with his out-of-nowhere kick. The only negative I have about this match is Alistair Black's ring gear was absolutely atrocious, and he should never wear that again. Yeah, it looks like he had uh, straight-up diarrhea in his pants at one point. But I think he was going with the tree look. Like, he had trees on his jacket, or it looked like trees, and he was wearing green. I don't know. There's probably some story to it. But, yeah, no, that match, I mean, you know me. I'm a huge Alistair fan, and I'm hoping that Nestle jumps off his wagon real soon so we can get him. (laughs) But uh, no, going to that match, I had really high expectations, so I was ready to be disappointed, and I was not disappointed. In fact, like the match was really great, and then the last, like I think it was like 30 seconds, where they had that like great, there was like the back and forth, and they were kicking each other, and uh, out of nowhere, we get a black mass. It was outstanding. Yeah, this was like, from bell to bell, this was very physical. It was good, and I like what they did on Monday. We didn't see either of these guys, which I think after a match like that, you shouldn't. It sells the match. So bravo there for them as well. Next up, speaking of Nestle Curses, he has officially jumped off the OC. They answered the open challenge. Um, this went to a double countout, and we knew with the fucking KFC bullshit at ringside that good old Carl, the good brother Carl, was going through that table, and he did. Oh, my goodness. I couldn't – when as soon as I saw that and I saw the match was advertised by KFC, I'm like, this is just going to be a hot mess. And, you know, I was like, we didn't get any Thanksgiving mess on SmackDown this year. I was like, we're going to get some sort of food in there. But my only disappointment with this match was, I mean, the ending, obviously, but there was not enough food on that table when Carl Anderson <laughs> went through. Like, give me some gravy. Give me some mashed potatoes. Give me something. You know, if you're going to chop him out and throw him through a table, at least give me some gravy on there. Well, those lucky quote-unquote fans did grab all the buckets of fried chicken, so they were very intelligent. <laughs> Out of the same thing, because, hey, I ain't going to let this chicken go to waste. It's good shit. Um, no. Speaking of good shit, next up, we had King Corbin against Roman Reigns in a TLC match. A lot of people, obviously, they hate King Corbin. People get fatigued with Reigns. They didn't want to like this. But for me, watching this, I enjoyed everything about this match. Was there a ton of schmas and a ton of people running in and out? Sure, but I would expect nothing less when these two meet. This is a long-term story they're going for, whether you like it or not. These two are good together. They work together. And King Corbin picked up the win as he should. No, definitely. And he was, um, I mean, it was an outstanding match. I don't know if I would have called it a TLC match. There's a yeah. few tables, ladders, and chairs. It was more of a street fight, but I was okay with it. Like, there was, it had exactly the amount of schmas that I thought it would. And it just makes Corbin look like a stud and more of a heel. I mean, he had all of the heels surrounding him the whole night, like, He is great, and I'm really enjoying what they got right now. So keep it going. They can keep us running for a while. Little tease for next week in the Knocker Awards. New category, best heel of 2019. You know King Corbin's nominated, and you know he's the favorite for JC's pick. Uh, But next up, we have what I think was, I don't know. I was torn on this at first, but I think once it got going, it turned out great. We have Bray Wyatt versus The Miz. Bray Wyatt obviously comes out as Bray Wyatt. That entrance was one of the more ridiculous things I've ever seen. No, definitely. Yeah, he was, um, it was very strange. And I mean, the whole match, I was waiting for him to turn into the Fiend or the light to turn off or something to happen. Because I was like, there's no way he's wrestling this entire match as Bray Wyatt. But it happened. Yeah, and I thought it was a very, I actually really enjoyed this match. I thought there was a lot of psychology going on, which in this type of feud and match, this is what I'm looking for. And then obviously, like, Wyatt eventually gets the win. But then you get the return of Daniel Bryan with his clean shaven look. And he goes right after Bray Wyatt. Yeah, no, that was, um, I, I saw the crowd chanting, and I'm like, oh, there it is, here he comes, here he comes, and there, Daniel Bryan was right there with his old maroon that he had when he debuted in WWE, the same kitty look that he looked like in WWE. I saw a meme online of him, you know, 2009 to 2019, and looked the same, which is, you know, <laughs> crazy. I, I, th- I think I'm going to start being a vegan today, like, you know, if that's the case. Yeah, I mean, I would be a vegan if I could eat meat, and that's kind of yeah. a problem. <laughs> but that, ma- that match was outstanding for Bray Wyatt. I mean, there's a lot going on for him. I mean, they developed that character. And then when the, the Fiend was up on the screen, and it made you think as a viewer, like, they're two different people. They're not the same person. And he thinks that they're two different people. So it's very, um, I know Nestle will hate me for this, but it's very Foley-esque. Like, he had a oh. lot going on there. No, I like I like it. I really everything they've done with the fiend. I'm waiting for them to like have another fatal flaw, like they did Hell in the Cell. But like SmackDown, since he's gone there, they've just been nailing it week to week. And that's the thing. Like it's not like they're overexposing him. Like he's on a lot, but it's always interesting. And I think that's why the stoppage with Daniel Bryan and taking the detour to the Miz. We don't see that enough in wrestling nowadays, where it's just like 
A guy's been fighting for three months straight. It's like, no, this is how you have those multiple matches. You have little detours on the way. You spread it out. Having Daniel Bryan go away for a little bit sells part of the story. Integrating The Miz made so much sense. And it was a way where you're still really interested in The Fiend. And you know this is where they're coming back to. But you're taking a roundabout way to get there. And you just don't see that anymore. Yeah, and I didn't. I kind of didn't want Daniel Bryan to come back this time. I wanted to uh, slow burn a little bit. Part of that might be selfish because I want to see Daniel Bryan and The Fiend at WrestleMania. But, I mean... You not know, happening it's, it's royal i Rumble. know i know i know but you know one can hope right i don't have the buttons with me today but uh roar! i think that's still the mania match and you'll like it tj i know you're not a brawn guy but you will like it damn it i will i probably will let's be real things that we didn't like though came up next um lashley lana rusev they had their tables match which again thinking about this feud it's like tables match like what but the minute I heard tables match, I'm like, this is a cop out for Bobby Lashley to win. So this shit doesn't end. And sure enough, that's what happens. I will say him and Rusev going back and forth. It was a physical match in terms of like actual wrestling. If you take everything out of it, I thought it was fine. But man, this thing just won't go away. I didn't hate that match. It was a it was a fun match. I, tables matches are so wonky sometimes. And this one, I think both of them had good wrestling skills. I think Bobby Lashley tries overselling way too much. He looked really sloppy at times. <laughs> But, He's a guy that or, should no-sell more because he is such a monster. Like, him him and Braun are guys I have no problem with no-selling stuff sometimes. Yeah, no, definitely. And, you know, that, I mean, I don't have much else to say on that. I don't know if you do, but I'm no. sure we'll, we'll hit on that feud more because Monday they continued the slop. But the main event, the Kabuki Warriors took on Becky and Charlotte. This match got physical. We saw Kyrie get concussed by the end. But in the end, they did the right thing. The Kabuki Warriors did win. Asuka getting her moment. We're full speed ahead to the Rumble with Asuka and Becky, which I know a lot of people are excited for. I like this match overall. It was sloppy, but honestly, in a TLC match, it should be a little sloppy. Yeah, there's a lot of fun spots, too. Again, like you go into these matches, and a lot of things are the same, the same, the same. Um, as soon as Asuka brought that rope into the match, I was like, this is getting real. Like They tied Becky down. Um, it ended up being a huge factor at the end because she used the rope to pull the ladder down. Like, it was, you know, a unique spot that I thought, like, kind of made that match a little better than it w- could have been. Yeah, no, I, like I said, I thought it was really good. I hated what they did at the end of the show. I'm curious your thoughts. They obviously teased the big brawl in the back. I think of whatever after with the Corbin Reigns and literally both locker rooms entirely. And then, of course, that of right instead of letting Asuka have her moment like they did last year, same thing. It spills off into, like. Something else happens, and this it was just the men coming out with a big schmoz. I don't even think they addressed it on Raw, so I'm assuming they're leaving it for SmackDown, but there were Raw superstars involved. What a fucking mess. Yeah, I kind of, I have to wonder how much of it was because if Kyrie was out, like how much she was hurting or like if she couldn't stand or what was going on because she was out of it for most of that match once she got knocked out. So there were way too many people ready to spill alpha though for that to happen. This was, (laughs) this was, I know Vince wasn't there, but this is the ultimate like Vince McMahon. You gotta end with this uh, Roman something stupid. Yeah, it didn't make any sense. I mean, it did take away from Oscar. I'm not going to defend it by any means, but. All right, TJ. Well, it's about that time. We've gone through TLC. I overall thought it was a good show. But now we get into your regularly scheduled part of the program. Uh, The Shine, much like Mandy, it's here and she's always in it. And you know what? I don't want to talk about Raw yet. So we're going to touch on SmackDown a little bit here. And you know what? There was one thing on SmackDown that I obviously enjoyed that was not part of TLC. And uh, that was Mandy and Sonya in Bliss Cross's feud, always in The Shine. Uh, Cross did beat Sonya, who once again continues to be the weak link for Mandy. Very disappointing. But the one thing I continue to take out of this is Mandy versus Alexa. That's the big money match. I expect to see it in the main event of WrestleMania. Oh, it definitely could be a main event of WrestleMania. <laughs> it, won't, it, it won't be, but it could be. Um, I thought it was funny. I was ready to dog on you for her being jobber and in the ring already. And then they were doing that interview and all of a sudden they came, they heard the crowd pop. And I'm like, what are they popping for? And then out of nowhere, it was Mandy and Sonya backstage. Um, I thought they were going to add that to the pre-show, but you know, apparently they're going to slow burn it. I'm okay with that. Cause I don't, I think enough things don't pay off on TV. This is the type of feud is like can pay off on TV. Like it doesn't, not everything is the reason why the pay-per-views have been so brutal over the recent years is cause they're too long. Like some of these things just pay them off on TV. They don't need to be paid off on pay-per-view or if they do, like maybe it's on two pay-per-views from now. Yeah, no. I mean, it's the thing that, you know, we as the internet shit on all the time, though, is that they give pay-per-view quality matches on TV. So, I mean, you can't have it both ways. But yeah, no, that one definitely could be a TV match. Um, 
my shine on SmackDown. Ooh. I loved Kofi Kingston's promo at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, he he took that mic and he completely everything that we were kind of dogging on him about for you know giving up and losing the WWE Championship and just you know you know kind of going into the distance. You know he talked about how he he won he lost his title. He dusted himself off. He didn't go out and whine. He didn't go out and complain. And he just went off there his next thing. And I think he kind of defended what uh, we were all kind of trashing him about and just how they just made him disappear. No, he kind of, you know, picked himself back up and he's, you know, back in the running for whatever he needs to go for next. Yeah, I love that portion of it too. And the other thing I loved is this was something I was hoping for when I kind of began to thought King Corbin would be going to SmackDown was I'm like, Corbin and Kofi? Like, Corbin works well with those, like, athletic guys. I think him and Kofi would really, like, have a banner feud in the future. We got a tease of it, obviously, on SmackDown. They made that the main event. I liked what I saw from the little taste, but I like that they saved it, whereas this is the direction where they can go at some point, and I'm all in for it. Yeah, no, and, I mean, Kofi's just money on the mic. He yep. just, you know, he's getting better with age. You know, we're at 12 years now, and he's still just getting better and better. So. My other uh, mentions from SmackDown, I won't spend too much time on this, but the Revival beat Ali and Gian, which was, I thought, a super hot fire match. Like, this match blew me away. If you did not see SmackDown and see this match, I highly recommend it. Yeah, no, I mean, those two teams are outstanding. I I don't like seeing Ali getting stuck in a tag team, but I'm okay with it if he just gets, you know, more and more TV time because then it's just more that we see him. Eventually, he'll get developed into a singles champion or a singles run. Absolutely. Um, and I kind of made jokes, but uh, Ziggler rocking all blue in that SmackDown hat, like every time, like someone made fun of him on the internet, and now he just like he kept wearing the hat, and then he had blue sunglasses, and he had a blue shirt. I'm like, Ziggler is all SmackDown right now. Well, he's one of those guys. He gets it, and I don't know if you saw WWE backstage last week with King Corbin on it, but one thing he always says, he's like, he's like, you can use the internet. Because I find out what pisses them off the most. Oh, you hate that I'm wearing a TGI Friday's waiter's vest? I'm going to wear it all the time now because it pisses you off. And Ziggler being a heel right now, another guy who's been in the industry a long time, who's definitely been one of those mentors to Corbin over the years. It was his first feud and everything. He gets it too. He sees it. Oh, you don't like me wearing that SmackDown hat? Guess what? I'm wearing it all the time because you're supposed to hate me. He's wearing even like the blue sunglasses killed me. (laughs) And then I was like, I kind of want to buy him now. Like, you know. He makes it cool. Ziggler's a cool dude. We give him shit all the time, but Ziggler's the man. Let's be real. Yeah, no, he is. Um, the other thing on SmackDown that I really loved um, was the, the Miz interview with Renee and Bray going after his kid, leaving the doll. They have a, a fun house where literally Bray said one of my favorite lines of all time. He says, snitches get stitches. I thought this was really well done. It obviously sold the match for Sunday, which we already talked about, but... This is the kind of stuff I know like Nestlemania is always looking for. Like, take me to their house. Like, make it real. Like, bring in the family. And they've done a good job with the Fiend character of doing that. Yeah, and they made it deep. Like, as a parent, like, that's my biggest thing is looking on that TV monitor and seeing something scary in there with my daughter. And, like, I was watching it with my wife. And she's like, nope. And walked away because (laughs) she was so creeped out when she saw uh, Monroe Sky with all those the puppets. She's like, nope, not happening. Yeah, it's just, it's it's so creepy and it's so well done. And that's the kind of stuff that gives it that next level and why I think that feud was so effective being a short-term feud. But I'm out of SmackDown shine, uh, TJ. So I'm curious to see where you want to go next. You can jump to Raw, you can stay on SmackDown, but I'm going to let you choose the next adventure. Uh, so you're going to hate me, but I love Seth Rollins' promo on Raw to kick off the show. Um, <laughs> it, was, it, it was short, it was sweet, it got to the point he um unfortunately he got a pop because it was in iowa so like that was a little weak for me i'm like oh come on man you're supposed to be a heel but he did um it was short and sweet and got to the point that him and aop are gonna be you know rough and they're not gonna you know they don't give a fuck anymore so i was very excited about that promo yeah and you know what i've kind of the last couple weeks i've softened a lot on seth because i know i've given seth a ton of shit this year and i think it's been very deserved you're a top guy i have high expectations for you suck as a baby face but now that he's kind of Getting into this new character, it's more, I think, of his speed of what he should be doing. I like the stuff with AOP. I don't hate it. And I'm saying this for our boy, uh, Danny Grimwood from Across the Seas, because every week he always comments, he's like, you guys are too hard on Seth. Love the show. Be hard on Seth. It's like, he knows that I'm starting to come around too. So I have nothing negative to say about Seth. I will say there was a lot of him in the show, which again, I think is okay. Um, The problem with Raw is that we're looking at it. There are things that I like, like I like the idea of the gauntlet match. I liked uh, Humberto and Ricochet, especially as part of that gauntlet match. But obviously, there's a lot of shit that I just don't think we can get into at this portion of the show. So I'm going to leave that there. 
But I do want to get to uh, my weekly, our weekly jobber alert, sound the horns, uh, get Jade's voice, Eric Rowan in the cage with the jobber. I know that some people are getting tired of this. Not me. I like this every week. This is one of my favorite parts of Raw. Just how will the jobber try to look at the cage and how will Rowan kill him? No, definitely. And uh, it was de- people on the internet were like, you know, who is this guy? Who is this guy? It was the guy that's always in the front row of wrestling shows. Like, <laughs> just like that. It wasn't really him. I, uh, I tried to look it up and do some nestle research on him, but uh, could not find much on him. Did you write down his name? Because I'm horrible. It's Dante something? Dante Leon. There we go. Dante Leon. Congratulations. Jobber alert. Yeah. Um, I also, for my shine on Raw, I loved R-Truth's promo before. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah. It's just, it just makes me laugh. And you know, it's so stupid. And he's like, you know, my hero, John Cena. And of course, you know, makes my wife look up. And she's like, he's older than him, isn't he? <laughs> uh, um, that and then uh, Deanna and Asuka on Raw. Yes. Like, Deanna is such an outstanding talent that just has not been utilized on NXT yet. I just, that women's roster is so deep right now. Um, but giving her that chance to work with Asuka and like, not job out to Asuka per se, but to like give a you know, great match. I thought, Asuka yeah, like I thought it. she looked good. And obviously they gave her the kick before, but Deanna, obviously... We've seen her over the years, literally on any every wrestling promotion. She's even been on SmackDown, like as part of, I believe, Alexa Bliss's title reign uh, back in the day. But she's obviously outstanding. Um, and like you said, her and uh, her partner there, Chelsea Green, have been lost in NXT. And this was something where I'm looking at it. It's like Raw and SmackDown are so thin. Like, why don't they just bring them up? Like, these are two talents that clearly are main roster ready. But I did notice that when she came out, she still had the NXT banner. But it's like. You never put her on NXT TV. She's on the live events every week, but she's never on TV. So what's the point? I wouldn't mind them getting the jump to Raw because I think they need it. It also brings up another potential tag team down the line for the Kabuki Warriors. But I thought this was a nice way to bring her out. It was out of nowhere, which in wrestling, we love surprises. So I was all for that. Yeah, no, I appreciated that. That was great. All right. I think we're ready to go to the heat, man. Well, I do have one more thing before you because we cannot skip over. Because the internet, myself included, have been clamoring for something with Liv Morgan. And finally, this week, we get our Liv Morgan vignette. Uh, very weird. In a bathtub. A lot of people getting Emelina, vi- Emelina vibes. But you know what? I got a hot take here. I think this is much more down the Brodus Clay approach of vignettes. <laughs> where you're going to get a big swerve. I don't think she's going to come out as a Livasaurus or anything. But I mean, in terms of he was looking like this dark dominant monster and he came out as this fucking dancing, big, like lovable Barney character. Whereas Liv, I think they're trying to show her as like her sexy side, like mysterious. And I wouldn't be surprised if she came out as a very, very dark character. I don't think she's going to be part of Bray Wyatt, but I think we're they're swerving us with these vignettes. Yeah, I mean, I was happy to see it. I mean, you know, what did I say? She was Mandy Rose light at that point. I was like, <laughs> all right, here we go. Um, yeah, I mean, she's she's got she needs something because she was kind of out there. Um, so I mean, I enjoyed that one, but I was well, I'll wait and see. I guess we'll see yes. what they do. I think that's the I best was... approach to promos is wait and see. Yeah. All right, um, it's about that time, TJ. We've been way too positive for a show that sucked, so we're gonna. <laughs> Snake hit the button. Nestlemania, give me a get off my TV right now. Um, where would you like to start, sir? Because there's plenty. Um, so my my start was uh, with Heavy Machinery and Sami Zayn with the ham. Oh, God. Um, also, I want to know where the Secret Santa went because they referenced it like a hundred times and there's like no payoff to it whatsoever. Maybe this like, oh, week? Maybe? Maybe? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait, did they draw Secret Santa on SmackDown? No, I, I mean, Sami Zayn's awesome on the mic and does a great job, but it just literally did nothing for me. And then they wasted a ham. And I thought Cesaro was going to do something with the ham. Or I thought, like, when they came back to the ring for their match, I thought that uh, Otis was going to have that fallen down ham. But there's nothing. There's nothing with it. it. Just It just existed. Yeah, that was a rough one because I'm looking at that ham and I'm like, damn. This is, I love me some spiral ham and stuff like that. Like, it, that's good shit. Like, when you do it right, mm, mm, mm. And I'm looking at I'm like, okay, they're not going to waste the ham. They're going to go bring that back to catering. People are going to get to enjoy it. But when Cesaro smashed it, part of my soul was ripped out for that. It was rough. Um, and then Elias was singing a song oh, to Bailey. God. I was like, I mean, I'm just, you know, I, I want to love Elias so much, but I, or as a heel, but I can't do it. He's not and a I'm heel like, anymore, and that's the problem. I, this guy yeah. cannot be a baby face. Like, worse, he's the type of guy... Where yes, we're supposed to cheer for him ironically. Like that's not always the point in wrestling, but with him, he needs to be so bad that like we like him. Like that's 
That's how it's supposed to be. Not this fucking weird, awkward thing with Dana who's weird. He's besmirching your champion, making her look like a chump and sexualizing her and Sasha. It was just, it was silly. Well, then, I mean, I, you know, I'm a big Bailey mark. I love Bailey. I have a crush on Bailey. And how can you call, make fun of Bailey's face when Dana Brooks' busted face is right <laughs> next to it? I'm like, I was, I shook my head. I was like, come on, man. Like, yeah, it, that was, I don't know. I just, this stuff every week I'm putting in my heat because it's just no good. Um, but you know what? I'm switching back over to Raw because you know what? We'll just start off with uh, the first match on Raw and I'll just say Monday night rerun strikes again. And you know what? Like I said, because you and Joe were, uh, especially Joe and the thread were saying like, this is something I could watch over and over again. And that's fine. I don't disagree with that. But what I hate more than anything is when these guys have a pay-per-view match the night before and they immediately just like have it the next night. And it's just, again, it's just let it breathe a week. Let this be part of next week. Like it just, it's just too soon. It's like I'm within 24 hours of watching the same thing again. And of course the OC wins. So we're getting another, but ugh, just, it, it kills me. Yeah, I was okay with it just because the way that that match ended. I mean, it's, you know, when it ends on a counter on this disappointment, you're like, all right, come on, like, what is this? So, I mean, I would have been okay with them waiting another week and kind of teasing it and selling it for next week. But and when something ends like that, I wanted to have a definitive finish. So I was okay with a rerun on this case, um, especially because they changed up the match. Like, sometimes it literally is a rerun from the night before with just a little bit of a different finish. Um, but they actually, you know, the OC getting the win. I appreciated that. Yeah, Nestle jumps off them, and not only are they the best tag team in the world, <laughs> they're also now the number one contenders, and I think they have a good shot of knocking off the Viking Raiders. I don't think they will, because I still think those are destined to end up on AOP, but it's at least made me a little bit of a believer that, you know, they might give the bottles full of bub, the club, OC, whatever you want to call them, another run. Yeah, but I mean, th- you say that the number one contenders, Ryder and Hawkins won a number one contenders match a few weeks ago. Oh my still haven't goodness. gotten this shot, so I mean, come on. They, you know they still what? Get a chance. You're not wrong. It's one of those things where it's a detail where you want them to address it on TV, and they're clearly not because they just used it as a device. But that is clearly something that should be taken into account. I completely agree. But uh, I wouldn't be surprised uh, if we go a little JC Stradamus here post Royal Rumble. After the Vikings take care of the OC, they'll be like, oh, these guys deserve their chance. And then the AOP will come out and kill both teams. Then we'll forget about Hawkins and Ryder again. And AOP will get their shots, win the title. And somehow, some way at WrestleMania, Hawkins and Ryder will challenge AOP for the tag titles. (laughs) Yeah, probably. (laughs) You know, it'll be uh, kind of in Ryder's hometown again. So then then they can get a kind of hometown moment again. I I feel like everywhere's a hometown for that fucking guy. He just, he's one of those things. He's like, a good cockroach that we all love that just doesn't die. Like, he's just going to be there forever. Yeah. <laughs> um, are you ready to talk about the proposal? Oh, my God. This just, like, you start. Because I just, this is, oh. I, when they, I mean, I'm, I love it. Like, I'm okay with it as, you know, it's, it's heat and I get it. But I was just like, oh, my God. And then I thought she was going to propose to him. I was like, is this really going to happen? That would have been better than being like, I'm going to want you to propose to me. It's just like, what? My, like. My head was twisted in like knots. I was like, what are you saying? I know. And I said in the thread, I'm like, do the right thing, Bobby. But then I turned to my wife and I was like, nope, he's going to be, he's going to stay there and he's on a job on it. And then he's going to turn around and be like, but I love you and do it anyway. And I was like, oh, come I, on, I would have loved it if you would have just walked away and been like, nah, but it wouldn't have made sense. Cause he's also said like 10 times how he wants to marry her once they get their divorce. So I don't know. This is still a mess. I like that they gave Rusev the night off as a little breather, but it's just, why are they doing this to us? I don't know. Part of me thinks that this, this feud, like the Rusev and Bobby, is actually done and they're going to throw him somewhere else, but we'll leave that for my hope later. Ooh, I like that. A nice little tease for the hope. I like that. So, All you know, we'll, we'll get to the gauntlet part now. Like I said, I like the idea of it. I like some of the stuff in it. I thought Hardy even got great reactions. Uh, Tazawa getting the early win, I think, is good for him because that guy's just been straight losing to everyone. Humberto Ricochet, clearly the standout. Then Andrade comes out and just beats him down. Ray makes the save. So we have no finish there. Rollins and AOP run out. They beat down Mysterio. They return his pipe to him, uh, which I thought was very nice of them. Uh, Seth returning some property that was given away. But I think it also, it did, I will say the positive is it brought that story full circle of Ray giving the pipe to KO. But at the same time, it's like you set up this number one contender match. We invest ourselves an hour in it. And then Seth Rollins just names himself number one contender when he wasn't even in the match. It's just like, this is why with Raw, it's just like, what the fuck? 
Yeah, I mean, part of it, you know, and me, this is me being positive and trying to spin it. I mean, Rollins says he's a leader, so he's just kind of being a leader and taking charge. It reminded me kind of uh, Triple H in 2000, where he's just like, hey, I'm married to the boss's daughter. I can do what I want. <laughs> so I was kind of okay with it, but I was not okay with the ending of that gauntlet match. Because like you said, we invest an hour in it. It was actually, it had some really great matches in there. I mean, Ricochet own that one and then him and Humberto or sorry him and Shimmy Shimmy yeah there we go had an outstanding match in there like and both of them gave it their all and I was just ready, ready for uh, Andrade to come in and finish it but I mean let Andrade finish it let him do what he did and just stand in the ring and bask in the booze as they count to 10 like yeah that's him how that you win. do it like it made no sense literally get- no sense it gave him heat, but like it didn't do anything after that. So I mean, it continues him and uh, Shimmy Shimmy's feud, but that's about it. And they weren't going for the U.S. title anyway, so I get it, and I get why they're pointing them in a different direction. But have Seth come out as a surprise at the end, like the thing that bothers that, me with it, though. Again, it's just the logic of it. Like you brought it up, it's like you want to think that these people are intelligent, especially a guy like Andrade. Like his manager Zelina, they say is one of the most intelligent people. You would think that she would prepare him or tell him to get in the ring so he wins the number one contender. So, yes, you got your shit over on Shimmy, but you also win the match. It's just like stuff like that. It just blows my mind because it's like you're you're insulting their intelligence. First of all, you're making them look dumb, but you're doubly insulting us for being like we're, we're obviously able to view these things. We're not like mindless puppets, even though Mark Henry called us that and he's right. But we do have a little bit of intelligence and like you can't get that shit past us. No, absolutely not. I believe the only thing left in this show to talk about is the main event, which if you're teasing me Orton AJ and then you don't give it to me and you schmoz that shit up, that's heat for me because Orton AJ, as we talked about uh, all leading into WrestleMania, like this is one of my dream matches when AJ came to the company. Like top of the list was Randy Orton, Randy Orton, Randy Orton. We've gotten a little bit back to it here because we obviously only got the one at Mania, so I don't mind it. It's been a year as well, but the way they did it was just like, come on. Yeah, it was just a, it was a filler match. It was a way to get people to turn in and watch the rest of the paper, or watch the rest of the show. Um, I did laugh earlier in the show though because Randy had like one of his he had an Alistair Black promo behind yeah. his doors. <laughs> he said he's like there's three letters that have dominated the WWE and the crowd chanted RVD RKO, <laughs> which I kind of laughed at that. But um, no, it was I was hyped for that match too. But then when I saw like it was like 15 minutes left after they started doing their entrances, I'm like, this is not gonna be good. Yeah, no, it was just I'm looking at it set up and. I was like, okay, wow, they're going to give them a lot of time. And then obviously I believe Asuka and Deanna was right there. I'm like, okay, they're cutting it a little. And then we get to that. But yeah, that promo, the funniest thing about those promos, which are clearly pre-taped, is like Randy Orton starts saying things and the crowd starts reacting to him. But since it was pre-taped, there's no change in Orton's demeanor. So it's just funny. You have the crowd reacting to these things and him like just like going like straight through. It's just like, it's so unnatural and it's, I don't know, it's tough. That's why they just, those, those don't work as well in front of a live crowd. Well, that and Randy's just, I don't like him as a face. Like, he's the same thing as Seth Rollins. He doesn't like him as a face. (laughs) No. I mean, we don't like, I I think Jericho said it in one of his books. It's easier to be a heel than a face. Absolutely. Sometimes people are better at a heel than a face. And Randy Orton and Seth Rollins are definitely those two people. Like, they are way better as a heel than a face. And they have no business being faces. No, no, I agree with that completely. I will say the one thing that separates Randy Orton is, he does, and this is kind of the re- thing I always clamor for from Miz, is even when he is a face, he's still Randy Orton. Like, yes, it's a neutered, a little bit neutered down. It's not, it's he, but he still can like be that little bit of dastardly and cunning, and he still has like that viper smile. Like, that is the one thing about him is like he knows how to still be himself, even though they're forcing him to be that. He just can't go all in on being evil like he wants to. So yeah, it's he's got very much the Stone Cold syndrome where I mean Stone Cold was a heel, but he was a face. you know he was yeah. a, he was treated like a face, but he was everything he did was heelish. But I mean that's what Randy can get away with. But all right, TJ, do you have any more heat, or would you like to get hopeful? I would love to get hopeful. Glorious, you're my only hope. You teased one, so I want to hear it. Take it away. All right, so clearly we're gonna have a wedding coming up soon in the next couple of weeks on Raw. Um, Weddings on WWE or weddings and wrestling in general never go well. Um, but we're coming up to Royal Rumble season. Royal Rumble needs a good match. Who's going to wreck this match or who's going to wreck the wedding? But Brock Lesnar. We haven't seen Brock in a little while. Brock's going to come in and wreck that and set up a Bobby and Brock match. I like Royal it. Rumble. Um, it's going to be, you know, a quick 
quick feud, one and done, but it gives us that good match at Royal Rumble that we all ask for. Um, it gives us Brock fucking shit up, including fucking up a wedding, you know, <laughs> F- F5, F5 the pastor, F5 Bobby Lashley, um, tease the F5 to Lana, get uh, Paul Heyman out there yelling and directing, you know, you know. F5 the best man, F5 everybody, just mess things up because that's what Brock Lesnar does. And we just kind of need something to insert a feud in there. So there we go. That is my hope. I like it, TJ. See, I knew you were going to bring the fire on a hope today. So I know I've been kind of slacking lately, so I had to bring a big one. But I really like that hope because I'm a big Brock Bobby guy. I want them to fight at some point. I think that's a good way to do it. It gives the Rusev thing a breather at least. But uh, my hope will also culminate at the Royal Rumble. But I am focusing on the women's division. So... Um, it's one of those things where it's kind of rumored right now that NXT is going to have a big portion of participants in the Rumble. They might even go 10-10-10, which I think is a little much because you still kind of keep NXT separate. So having them include, I think there's a lot of people on Raw and SmackDown who won't get an opportunity, but I get it. But I definitely want that NXT flavor like we always get. Um, and I think for the first time that someone from NXT on the women's side should win the Royal Rumble. The obvious one is Shayna Baszler. Because Shayna Baszler and Becky, they started a feud. It looked good. That is a WrestleMania-level feud for the title. Enough a way to finally have someone defeat Becky. Because Ronda Rousey, I don't think, is coming back. But Shayna is right there. Like, it makes a ton of sense. And it would be perfect. And honestly, I think that's the direction they might go. If you force me to pick a Women's Rumble winner right now, I'd pick Shayna or Charlotte. But I'd lean Shayna. But that's not my hope. I'm looking elsewhere in NXT at someone else. I know it's one of our personal favorites. One of everyone's personal favorites. I have said it over and over again. She is my favorite part of NXT since they have repackaged her. I want Io Shirai to win the 2020 Royal Rumble and go on to challenge the man at WrestleMania. And what I could be, what I think could be such a good feud. We know Becky can speak Japanese. They're gonna, we're gonna see that with Asuka feud. And I think her and Io would be fucking incredible. That would be a great match. Io's a stud. I'm ready for her to get more of that shine on the main roster, that bigger paycheck for her personally. And that is my hope, is Io Shirai wins the 2020 Women's Royal Rumble. Hashtag JC knows. Hashtag JC's hopes come true. Sorry, TJ, I'm stealing her from you. Oh, that that uh, that gave me goosebumps, man. I appreciate that one. That is a, uh, that and again, me being biased, going to WrestleMania, that would be an outstanding entrance for WrestleMania. So I am on board on that hope yeah i'm all for it i i would her and kevin owens are the two people i want to win the rumbles currently how about you um i can agree with that i i really think kevin owens needs his due so i am 100 percent behind that one as well there's a he's really the only one i can see doing it too but we'll see i think there's i think rusev is obviously a contender and then who never know roman reigns is always lurking there as a possibility but, I mean, at some point, he has to get back in the title picture. He hasn't been in the title picture in forever, so it's hard to, like, bitch. And I, it's, I don't know, it's tough. I get it, but it's tough. I wouldn't have him win it. I'd give it to KO. Let's see, Roman Reigns is one of those guys, so he doesn't need the championship around him. So I no, think, I agree. Like, WWE needs to realize this, that not everyone needs the title, and you can do some great things around them. Like, we all want to see our favorites with the championship. So, I mean, Roman Reigns is a lot of people's favorites. So I get it. Um, you know, but, like, I was pouting when Kevin Owens lost his championship, but... You know, he had a great WrestleMania match and had a great moment, and he's done really well after that. So it's only a matter of time. Like, everyone gets the belt eventually. Well, let me put it this way, because that argument, like, I agree with it for the most part. But at the same time, I think you're doing a disservice to the product, your roster, and the viewers. If you have a person that is clearly, clearly the top guy, and he's never sniffing the title or going for it, I think it devalues the title. So I think at some point Roman does have to get in there. It was the same thing always with The Undertaker. It's like he never needed it, but it's like at some points you need to put him there. And then it also, it gives it even more juice when that person is like the person who beats them for the title on down the line. So I do think at some point, like Roman does have to get the championship back and it'll be a big deal whether it's Corbin or someone else defeating him. Did you just compliment The Undertaker? I am impressed. Hey, growing up, The Undertaker, like everyone else, is one of my favorite. That's why it hurts so much to see that fucking geriatric driver drag his fucking carcass out to the rain every time. If he fucking shows up at the Rumble, oh my God. I, don't know. I think I think he's done. After that Stone Cold interview, I don't know if you watched it, but I think he's done after that one. I, I think so. he. I think he's like on that like verge of he doesn't want to wrestle, but he keeps doing it just because like he, he feels like he's money. not done. And he likes oh, money. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Yeah. I, I mean, it's just, it's one of those things. It's like, it's painful for us to watch him. And I'm sure it's even more painful for him to try to do anything. So, dude, just like, 
keep your health. Don't kill yourself young. Like, just retire into that good night. But I think it's now time to not call it a comeback. They've been here for years. I'm going to kick it off. And you know what? This is for Nestlemania. He's not here, but he's still kind of in my heart, I guess. I'm giving it to clean-shaven Daniel Bryan. Yes, yes, yes. To me, that little troll character, it needed something. If Daniel Bryan's going on on the yes movement, I think the next level of this Bray Wyatt feud is like, Daniel Bryan, we need that Daniel Bryan, that different Daniel Bryan. We had the new Daniel Bryan, which was good when he first came back. But now we need the old Daniel Bryan, and we got it. He's clean-shaven. He looks good. Like you said, the 10-year challenge, he doesn't look much different. Maybe a little bit of age, but not much. I'm excited for it. I'm excited for Brian and Wyatt. I'm excited to see this continue. And uh, I really like the way they did everything with that this week. Yeah, and I mean, you know, Bray Wyatt changes people. We've seen that with every single person he's, you know, torn apart. So we'll definitely see a different Daniel Bryan this week on SmackDown for sure. I look forward forward to that promo too. Like, I'm sure he's a changed man yet again. Oh, absolutely. So my comeback goes to the gauntlet match. Earlier in the year, we had, had, uh, I don't know, like three, four, five gauntlet matches over the course before WrestleMania. And I think we were all like, all right, we're done with gauntlet matches. We're done with gauntlet matches. And then magically it reappeared. And it was very exciting. Um, Disappointing ending. But I've missed the gauntlet match, especially after Kofi tore it up with all those gauntlet matches he was in earlier in the year. So my comeback goes to that gauntlet match. Welcome back. You know what? Hopefully we, hopefully we don't see more of them. Like, you know, just make it a little treat every now and then. Yes, spread them out. But I will say, like, I am 100% with you. I love gauntlet matches, too. I think they're exciting. I think they're, like, a perfect way to do number one contenders. It's just, it's a good way to get a lot of people showcased. And you know what? Especially on Raw, they got three fucking hours, and the show drags so much. At least during that gauntlet match this week, I was into it because I'm seeing good wrestling. I'm seeing people getting a little more time who normally don't get it. And it's just, it's exciting. Like Matt Hardy gets to come out. Akira Tozawa got to wrestle in two matches. Ricochet and Shimmy got to go forever. Then the fact that if this was just a throwaway random match, I don't think it would have been as good. But it meant something because, you know, the winner's going to keep moving on and try to be number one contender. So I agree. Great comeback, TJ. I like it. But you know what? It's time for us to finish. And we got some time left. I told you we're going to talk about NXT. But before we get into NXT and AEW, we got to socialize the pod. And TJ, as the guest this week, our very special guest, would you like to socialize the pod? Um, I would love to socialize the pod because I would love to right the wrongs that my brother has done on all the NXT hangovers <laughs> where he forgets people. So I have made notes. So jobbernopgear.com is our website where you can check the articles by me, by Aaron Turner, by... Oh, I'll get there. I'll get there. Oh, boy. The the podcast is on iTunes, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, and Anchor. Um, And then you can follow us on Twitter, at Jobberknocker, at JC of the JK, at BillyD2411, at DQ of the JK, at Ray Ray of the JK, at Joe Pollock47, at The Real Deal Beacox, at Only Aaron Turner, and last but certainly not least, me, at TJ of the JK. I don't think I missed anyone. No, I think you nailed it. Oh, awesome. Good. I, you know, like I said, I was very worried. I told Danny when I was co-hosting, I am not going to mess it up like he did. Yeah, that so. was perfect. Perfect. I like Should it. I didn't miss anyone? Sure. No, I think you're good. Okay. Uh, you just got to okay. hit awesome. Facebook and Instagram because as you know, we're uh, everywhere you want to be on social media. Uh, so yeah. And YouTube where you can uh, yes, you check too. out the NXT hangover the next the night after uh, NXT takeovers. And you know, um, it's also we- the holiday season, right, TJ? You know it what would make the perfect gift? A t-shirt. a t-shirt. There you go. I got mine on right now, actually. I was feeling in the mood, you know. Oh, I like it. I'm uh, actually wearing uh, a Finn Balor shirt right now uh, because I knew I'd be talking to you about NXT. And uh, we're going to get into that because some exciting news. Uh, we're going to preview uh, Wednesday night's episode of NXT. Kicking off the show is the NXT title match of Adam Cole, baby, versus the Prince, uh, Finn Balor. That'll apparently be commercial free non-stop and kicking off the show if that isn't a way for you to turn to nxt right away i don't know what is yeah give them an hour just let the two let oh them wrestle God. for an hour i would be 100% give them two okay hours <laughs> just the whole match <laughs> no that was i saw that it was kicking off the show i'm like wow what a way to start it off and i don't even remember what aew throwing up against it but this it is doesn't the way matter. To go. there's nothing yeah. they can put up against cole Balor, in my opinion no, it was, um, and those two are going to tear it down. They have outstanding chemistry, which we've seen, like, just in their, you know, their mic work. Um, I'm interested to see where it goes because it's heel versus heel. So 
Um, I'm interested to see where the crowd lies. I think they're going to be behind Adam Cole, but yes. who knows? It's full sale, so full sale will be divided regardless. Um, but I think that's going to be a great match. I'm looking forward to it. Yes, I was disappointed that Keith Lee didn't win because I wanted him to have his moment. And I Keith think I was Lee? What? What? Keith Lee? What? What? Keith Lee, he just got a new shirt on WWE.com, so he's getting a push. So there you go. He, he will be in the Royal Rumble, too. I guarantee that. He'll yeah, he screams of a guy that's getting called up. Like yeah, as, especially after that Survivor Series moment. like He is getting called up sooner rather than later. Then I think uh, Vince McMahon now has a crush on him from what I've read on the dirt sheets. But as he we'll should. See. As he absolutely yeah. should. But no, like that, it's an outstanding way to start off um, NXT. I luckily get out of work early, so hopefully I can watch that one live. Oh, not nice. on delay. Um, which will be good. And then we have our uh, women's championship match later that night. Yes, I'm assuming that. that'll be the main event, uh, Baszler and Ripley. Yeah, I, I mean, that would be my assumption, too. Um, another great match. And this one they've been teasing for months now. So uh, Rhea Ripley finally gets her hands on Shayna Baszler. I think that this is where Shayna drops the belt, um, which will lead to your hope with her getting mm-hmm. the call up and winning the Rumble. Um, Ripley deserves it. She's been outstanding. She was the uh, workhorse of Survivor Series for the women's division. Um, it'll be interesting to see how much Schmaz is in this one because I'm sure that the horsewoman will be involved. I'm sure that Candice and everyone else will find their way out there. Um, just make it a lumberjill match, whatever you want to do. Oh, just geez. make sure. I just don't want any. I don't want it to be messed up. I'm and Baylor Baszler has had an unbelievable run as the champion, but I think it's time for her to give it up, and I think that Ripley is the one to do it. So you know what? I agree with you. Originally, I was saying there's no way this doesn't happen at a takeover. But with the announcement of the men kicking off the show and this now being the main event, I'm like, well, if this is the main event, that means we're having a new champion because they're not going to schmoz the main event, I don't think. So I think, it, like you said, it will be Ripley tie, Ripley's time. Um, Baszler, I'm assuming she might still get her rematch, whether that's in February. Is the next takeover in February, I believe? I think so. I don't is there, I don't know if there's a takeover before Rumble. No, they're but... doing that Worlds Collide, which I'm not sure. Oh, about. that's right. Yeah, so I don't, I don't think title... Well, maybe titles will be defended against opposite brands, but um, I do think that this makes the most sense now for uh, Rhea to get the win. I think that obviously both these shows are going for the big holiday. Uh, the one thing you didn't give me is your winner of Cole Balor. I'm assuming you're picking Adam Cole, um, baby? Yeah, I think Adam Cole is going to defend it. I think he's... Um, I read. I also read that um, the NXT title might be on WrestleMania, so that yes. could be interesting. But that'll be Adam Cole's mo- big moment to uh, cap off his unbelievable year that he's had. So, well, let me put um, it this way for you: is uh, I think your boy, you haven't even mentioned his name yet. Your boy Johnny Gargano is going to return. He's going to cost Finn, and that'll set their feud up full speed ahead, and we can get back to Cole Champa, so Champa can try to retain Goldie. So I think that's how they're going to book this match. That, that makes a lot of sense. Um, He's got to be yeah, cleared I, by now, right? I think so. I mean, I haven't I haven't seen him uh, out and about here in uh, Florida lately, so who knows? Because he's getting swole, getting ready to fight Finn so they can have an ab off. I was say, he's usually, I see him a lot down here. Um, for those of you who didn't know, I live in Florida. I'm nowhere near Massachusetts with the rest of these. Oh, clubs, humble brag so. with those fucking wearing snow right now, and this guy's in the yeah, sun. I, I'm wearing shorts and my windows are open right oh now. Oh my so. God. <laughs> But yeah, no, uh, we run into Johnny Gargano a lot down here. So, you know, I get to, I've picked his brain a couple times at work. He's a cool dude. All right, TJ. Well, we're going to get to AEW in a minute, but do you have any other big NXT takeaways? This is your moment. Bring things up and I'll be happy. I've been watching NXT, especially since it's on TV now, every single week. I read your articles on jobberknocker.com every single week. So I consider myself very informed now. So anything you bring up, I can go right back at you. Um, so I am loving everything that NXT has put together. I'm, you know, I love to say that I'm biased, but I say that as I'm wearing an AEW hat right now. Um, <laughs> I just, I, I love wrestling, but I think what the product that NXT has put together lately has been superior to what AEW has been getting. I think Keith Lee has stolen the show and grabbed the ball. And when he got hurt um, after his first Djokovic match, I was disappointed. I was like, why did this have to happen? But then they kept going, kept going, kept going. And both of those guys have been tearing it up. So I think once, if they decide to start making call-ups and moving people around, um, they're in a good place right now. I think there's there's a lot of star power that they, I think they were a little worried earlier in the year that they didn't have. So now they can, you know, they can give up a Ciampa or they can give up, I, Ciampa's not going anywhere. Ciampa's not going, getting, he pretty much he's said not, he's not going anywhere, yeah. yeah. But they can give up a Gargano if they want to move him up. They can give up an Adam Cole and move him up to a Raw or SmackDown. I think NXT is in an outstanding place. Um, 
I can't say enough about their tag teams. Their tag team matches have been outstanding as well. Um, I'm hoping Bobby Fish isn't permanently hurt because that yeah, guy, man, that guy he keeps catch get, a break. No, he he can't. He's. I made the joke to Aaron the other day that uh, Bobby Fish is the only one in the undisputed era to not hold the Ring of Honor championship. Um, they all had like a feud between the four of them at one point, but Bobby Fish is the only one to not be a world champion. So, you know, he's an outstanding worker. Just injured that injury bug kills him every time. Yep. All right, well, I do have one question for you because there has been someone else who's been injured and absent. And I would think he's going to go back to NXT, but he's also a guy who could just pop up in the Rumble and be on his way. One of everyone's personal favorites. I know our boy Billy D. He might even say he's his favorite wrestler of all time now at this point. The Velveteen Dream. When are we going to see him again? And do you think it'll be on NXT or do you think he's on to bigger things? I don't know. I think, I mean... I thought he was going to be in the Rumble last year as, like, a surprise entrant, and it didn't happen. Um, I haven't seen anything regarding his injury. Like, he just was – he was written out, and he disappeared. I don't know if they were just trying to give him a break or what they were doing, but I think he'll go up to the main roster. I don't – I think he's big enough. I think he's a, he's a great star. I think – I agree with Nestle at times that he's a little clunky in the ring, but it makes it okay because it makes it very realistic looking. Yeah, um, no, I agree with he's, that. But then he's he's very I mean he's tall, but he does like cruiserweight stuff and it just like looks really awkward at times. I think that's half of it. But he's an outstanding star. Like when he was on Tough Enough, I knew he was gonna be a big star and I mean now he's just showing it. And yeah, him and Mandy just stood out across the rest. Yeah. I mean, I mean Mandy should have won it in the first place, but that's yeah, beside exactly. the point. Miss yeah. saved her because she was too hot to go home. <laughs> 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 oh, you always remind me of that one, but that is so true. And don't forget Chelsea Green was on that show. Too. She was. Same. She was the one where it was like they brought her in mid-season and then yeah, they sent some, her home. But you could yeah. tell she had a wrestling background. Yeah, she was um it's funny, like just following her on Twitter, like I didn't realize how much of a she I mean, she was a little bit of a wrestler, but she like does not care about wrestling history. She just kinda trained and moved on and she's a product of the uh, Lance Storm school, which is now closed apparently. Well he now is uh you might see him around down there. He's uh working for WWE now, so Yep. Looking I, all serious. Yeah, honestly, now. I think that's exciting because I think Lance Storm has an incredible mind and he's obviously and knows how to put together matches. So I think that is a huge get for them and it'll do nothing but positive things for their younger superstars. I was very surprised he didn't end up in AEW. When I heard the school was closing, I was like, he's definitely AEW bound, but he's back in WWE and it's good. It'll be good. Cause he, he's one of those guys. He never got his run. Like he never got a big championship run, but that man knows how to wrestle. So it'll be, he was a huge get for them. All right. Well, I think it's time, you know, we're going to, dabble in the Joe Stoppers turf here because I know you still, even though you're an NXT guy, you still love AEW. Um, you used to write a bunch of AEW stuff for us, so I know you watch every week. They do have two matches that I know of, Book. They might have more. We have Jericho versus Jungle Boy, and then we have the SCU defending their titles against the Young Bucks. I think that's actually, I think SCU and Young Bucks is what they're opening with. I think See, I now that's, on that's the only legit competition you could put it to Cole Balor, but still it doesn't come close. Yeah, and I don't know, I, I'm starting to think that this is when the Young Bucks are going to get their title run, and uh, Danny will be pouting about it the whole time, so we'll see how that goes. Danny doesn't um, like the Young Bucks? So Danny doesn't like the fact that um, he sees it as like the WCW syndrome, where it's all the friends that own the company, and they're going to push themselves to the top, so... That's why he was up. He was very happy when Cody says he won't challenge for the title anymore. But there's no way the Young Bucks so are going to be the tag team champions. Here's my problem with this: is because it's one of those things where yes, and I think they've done a good job so far. None of them won titles, but at the same time, when I look at AEW, who are their biggest stars? Cody, Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks. So th them not being champions, I think, is also it's like when I say Roman Reigns not being on the title is an oversight. I think it's an oversight. Um, I don't think the Bucks are actually going to win. I still think the Lucha Bros or uh, Dark Order are going to take the titles off SCU. But I think it's also smart. It's like these people need, it was just like Cody and Jericho. Like he has to challenge for a title because you're doing a disservice to the fans. If he's just like, you're telling us either A, the title doesn't matter or he, you know, or he's too good for it. So I think it's one of those things. It's like, you have to have these things happen every now and then. Eventually, yes, they will win. I don't think they're going to win on Wednesday. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, the Young Bucks are the best tag team that's not in the WWE blanket right now. So I agree I think, with that. Like, I think I said the other day that like the WWE has like four of the five best tag teams in the world. So I mean, one hundred percent. Yep. 
Um, but I think, I don't know, I think the Young Bucks might get it. I, I think if they're looking for something big to kind of get viewers away from Adam Cole, then that's what they're going to go for is to try and do that. And, you know, they both companies love that, hey, you didn't watch the shame on you moment. I think that's, <laughs> that's what they're, I think that that's what they're going to go for. Yeah, no, I, I wouldn't mind that. Um, what do you expect from Jericho Jungle Boy? I just expect the Jericho win with some Luchasaurus schmoz. Yeah, I think it's going to be some sort of schmoz. I I don't know. Jericho's just so old right now, and it makes me sad. Like, I feel like the, it's the same thing that you feel about The Undertaker. Like, I love Jericho, and as a kid, he was my favorite wrestler. Even, like, you know, 10 years ago, he was my favorite wrestler. But now, like, I don't know, the, the stupid Judas effect elbow. It's I'm bad. Over, I'm over that, like... Um, we'll I, I, I mean, will say the difference for me between Jericho and Undertaker is Jericho is still the best at everything else. Whereas yeah. the Undertaker, like cutting promos, he fucking sucks. He's digging holes yeah. and the kid stumbling over words. Like that shit's bad. Where at least Jericho, like he, I forget how bad he is in the rain every time he's talking, every time he's putting someone else over, every time he's doing something silly, like backstage or whatever, because he is still one of the most elite people at all that stuff at his age. It's just for me, yes. When he gets in the ring, I start to get disappointed. And that's why I think at some point, like, this thing has to come off him. But I don't think it's going to be until Mox does it at whatever their next pay-per-view is. But it's just, yes. I. That's why for me with Jungle Boy, it's like, I'm glad they have the 10-minute time limit. I'm assuming it's just going to end with Jungle Boy reaching the time limit. But whatever. Uh, I, w- I was thinking Jungle Boy's going to run at him and take, get that Judas effect and be done and over with. And I'd love it, but I have a feeling they're... <laughs> I think they're trying to do similar to what they what they did with Darby Allen is give you a taste of why this person's talented so you can get past the silly gimmick and that he's like a little like jungle boy and see that, okay, he's a serious competitor. I think that's what they're going for with this. Yeah, no, probably. I think, um, you know, Jericho is, I, mean, I don't want to take away from anything that he's done or is because like you said, he is like, he's magic on the mic. He's magic at basically everything he does. It's just... That I think it's he shouldn't have been the champion. It was nice to see that name be there, but he's a geriatric jobber. You can say it. Yeah, he's a geriatric jobber. Um, oh, it, it pained you to say that. I can hear it, it in your hurts, voice. It hurt. <laughs> it, it literally hurt me because, like I said, he was. I was a huge jerkaholic in high school and college, but it is what it is, right? And there's nothing we can do about it. It happens um, every every time. Everyone has to be put off the pasture at some point. So. Ugh. All right, TJ. Well, uh, I'm out of stuff, but this is your moment here because who knows when you'll be on again. It could be in the new year where there could be some more opportunities for you guys. We'll see. But this is your moment here for any last words, final thoughts. The floor is yours. Well, I just want to say thank you for having me on here. It was a pleasure. It was a, you know, I sent my daughter away to the in-laws so I could record <laughs> this and not be, not be bothered by, uh, you know, listening to Frozen for an hour or something like that. Let it um, go. I, let it go. No, and it was, uh, like I said, it, I want to thank you guys for having me on here, but also being part of the team. This time last year, I was listening to this podcast as a fan um, and then, you know, commenting and being a smart ass and calling <laughs> Nestle, calling Nestle negative Nestle, uh-huh. and, you know, just being, just being that guy. And now I'm a part of this show and it's been a pleasure to do that and uh, be alongside you guys. Um, writing on the podcast has been my, you know, my stress reliever from work and, uh, you know, bringing that out there and having people read it and um, understand my passion for NXT and wrestling in general has been outstanding. So thank you to everybody out there for listening. You know what? I'm thank glad you. I'm glad you said that stress reliever thing, because that's really what I mean, I think wrestling does in general. And for me, like I work in sports, so sports used to be my escape, but now it isn't. So what has become my escape, much like you? Wrestling has become my stress reliever. I tell Nestle every Tuesday that we record, like, honestly, this is the highlight of my week because I just come in, I let loose. It's great. So I'm glad it does that for you. We're thrilled to have you on the team, obviously. What you've done for the website is just remarkable. Uh, You and your brother are studs, along with Joe and Aaron and Ray Ray and Billy and Brandon. Like, we're so appreciative of all you guys. Yeah, and Danny and I got some big stuff coming. I mean, I know WrestleMania is four months away, but we're already starting to plan. Um. We're going to try and do some live stuff on uh, YouTube and Twitter and because uh, we're going to be there. We're going to be up in the high balconies, me and Danny, <laughs> and, me and, Danny and Aaron. But uh, we're going to try and get some stuff planned and uh, see what we can do to you know bring WrestleMania to the Jogger fans. Well, I like it. That's We're bringing you a lot of stuff here in the holiday season. That is to come with WrestleMania. As always, keep checking out the website next week. On Christmas Eve, the 2019 Knocker Awards, me and Nestlemania, he will be back. We'll go head-to-head. We'll debate. I believe there's 16 categories this year. And as well, you will check out the website to see what the rest of the staff thinks as well. The week after that, as like I mentioned, Nestlemania has a very special interview on tap for that. That gets us through the new year. That does it for the show. TJ, as I said, it was a pleasure. 
Uh, everyone at home listening, at, in the car, at home, I hope you have a wonderful week and get ready next week for more Jobber Knockery. Yeah.